And we are back from the last episode of this. Um, so we today, got confused about whether or not we're we're doing a break or or came back from a break. Uh, I guess it's a break. It's a yeah, break, guys. It's a break. Yeah, it's a little. It's like a week long break. Um, so today we're gonna be talking about Spider Man. Are we really? Yeah, we can do that. And Venom. Okay. And Carnage. So I have a story about that. Do you? Uh, not about Carnage, but about, about Spider Man and Venom. Oh, please do tell. And I hope my microphone's working because I, <laughs> I didn't know we we're going to start recording. My microphone wasn't ready. Oh, um, it was ready. You just weren't ready. Probably. So I don't even remember what this was. This is, this is like when I was a teenager. Um, you know those uh, card collection packs, those superhero card collection packs? No, I wasn't that much of a nerd. Uh, I'll tell you it was. And uh, my parents got me like three packs for Christmas to put in my stocking. And uh, no, shoot, they only got me one. Ooh. Yeah, they put got me one. They put it in my well. There's you know, it was just a bunch of random crap. But uh, I can't even tell. I got one of the um, like the rare hologram cards. Okay. And I can't even tell you. Like I was like so excited, and then. I immediately, I was like, we have to go to the store. I have to get this, like, protective thing. Because this is, like, like nobody else has this card. Oh, my gosh. Uber rare, bro. Yeah. It's not that rare, but. Is, th- is that your It's story? rare enough. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh man. <laughs> Anyways. It was important to me. It was special to me, so. Yeah, it's not special to me. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, t- t- today. Uh, in regards to Spider-Man and Venom, not necessarily about card games or collectibles or foil cards or anything like that. <laughs> foil cards. <laughs> you foiled me again. Right. Wow. That's <laughs> what he meant. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> meddling kids. <laughs> um, Ooh, that's another good one. Kind of. Nah. You got another story to tell? Nope. Okay, Keep good. going. Good. Ugh, those stories are getting worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, today's episode, we actually titled it Two Sides of a Coin. But this kind of like deals with uh, a whole, the whole idea of having uh, like multifaceted narratives. Um, something to where usually narratives take place from one perspective, but having multiple perspectives and also like how they... Uh, how you can use like opposition or even like uh like the what do you call it the relationship between the two perspectives and how you can build the story on those types of things um and not only perspective being like from a character's perspective but being from like a world's perspective as well dude that's a way better idea than what i what i designed the podcast i mean technically it it embodies everything that you did you know uh, that you did right but kind of um, but yeah, I think the first thing we have on here, uh, we're talking about symbiotic relationships. Mm-hmm. Kind of the reason why I brought up, um, Spider-Man and Venom oh, that makes and sense. Carnage. Um, also doesn't help that Carnage is like one of my favorite villains of all time. Um, and that he has a symbiotic relationship with, uh, with, uh, with an insane man. Yeah. Oh, so Carnage, you're saying Venom and Carnage, not Spider-Man and Venom or well, Spider Man and Venom did have a symbiotic relationship at right. one time, and then Venom dumped him for but, a bigger. Sorry, person. go ahead. Yeah. So did um. So my thought process was that they needed each other, but 
mm-hmm. the stand on their own. But I almost, you know, like for Venom originally, he needed Spider Man to stand on his own. But uh, Spider Man never really needed Venom to stand on his own, if that makes any sense. Because Venom's was created. Well, I mean, Venom was the symbiote or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when he becomes or when he uh, fuses or whatever you call it with Eddie Brock, like Eddie Brock's hatred of Peter Parker and Spider-Man is what created this version of Venom. Right. And so without that, there's no Venom. It's just a random bad guy. Okay. So I guess, uh, so what you're trying to say is that the relationship he had with Spider-Man was not symbiotic. Mm-hmm. Now. His is. Oh, I guess if it's symbiotic, I guess it has to be mutual. It has to be mutual. Um, I would say that at one time it was symbiotic in that Spider-Man desired power. Mm -hmm. And in order to get that power, he developed that that give and take relationship. Like he would give up his moral um, standing Mm -hmm. in order to obtain the power that Venom had to give. And Venom needed a host in order to give form to whatever his desires were oh, which end up in turn becoming Peter Parker's desire. Do you mean when Venom w- and Venom fused with Spider-Man? Yes, for uh, the short time. So then at that time it was a symbiotic relationship. Kay. Also <clears throat> also you could say that even when when Venom is Venom is merged with Brock, mm. he actually still has a symbiotic relationship with Spider-Man Spider-Man's. because Spider-Man would not be Spider-Man without villains or without people to fight. And Venom would not be kind of in the place that he is without his hatred for Spider-Man. And so they kind of like, I mean, Venom isn't about most of the time, um, at least in the early iterations of Venom, he wasn't really about like crime as a whole. It was usually I'm trying to kill Mm Spider-Man. And so his whole purpose was Spider-Man and by Spider-Man continuing to fight him, Spider-Man had had, like, I guess a reason, uh, a great responsibility from his, you know, the great power that he had. Otherwise, it was just street thugs and whatnot. I, well, you can make a case. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I totally get that. It's probably a little bit more one-sided than, uh, for sure, than a complete symbiotic relationship. Like, probably Joker. I feel like Joker and Batman are closer to a symbiotic relationship. I just, agree. Just because of the things that the Joker brings out of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, like Batman has. Actually, Batman and Spider-Man have a lot of great villains. They do. That's probably why. And they're, both their video games are really similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There's a... There's a there, I mean, there's a reason why Spider-Man is so often fought over in terms of... Uh, between Sony and and, uh, and the Marvel series. Marvel, yeah. Because Spider-Man's rogue gallery is akin to... Um, is akin to to Batman's, and yep. that he ha- he has a lot of villains that actually kind of go between everybody or between the uh, between the different like actual comic books, and then also Spider Man has had such a big role in some really major like crossover events, and that's kind of what they want him for, I think. What uh, what is his villains really crossed over with like the main Avengers though? I I could see him them crossing over with the Punisher a lot. Like it, it usually seems like the Defenders they they cross over right. with um true true but i think uh you don't get much of his crossover until the bigger crossover events where he mm-hmm. becomes a central character but also the fact that the spider-verse 
technically exists within Spider-Man's comic books, it makes him and his villains more crossover right. because they bring things from other universes and they bring conflicts that aren't just his. They're everybody's to deal with. Ironically, I am playing the Spider-Man video game right now, mm-hmm. and which is a great game. And uh, I didn't ever realize how intimidating uh, Doc Ock was until that game. The new Spider-Man game? Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, did you start it too? Mm-hmm. I've been here. Awesome. It's, it's pretty great. It's, it didn't start off that great. I was actually like... I thought it was pretty good, actually. Oh, it took me a little while to like really get into it, but once you get the mechanics and everything, you're like, this is really Oh, fun. I master the mechanics because I, I'm one of those people that have to clear all the things off my map. And I yeah. think that <laughs> yeah, it, me too. It started that off like really early in the game. It gave you a lot more free reign than I was expecting them to do. Yeah, and then, yeah, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah, right off the bat. Well, it's I kind think of a, like a like a like a Spider-Man GTA kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. but right off the bat, and then they just give you a marker saying, "Hey, eventually make your way over here because we got story to do." This and might be the Spider-Man podcast now. It will not be. <laughs> no, it's cool. Uh, it's something I was really impressed with was uh, how like how active the streets were when like you spend a lot of your time like swinging around all these buildings but i mean when you hit the ground like the streets are busy yeah like there's a real city there mm-hmm. um i think for me like it, it took me a little while to get into it just because i probably played a really good game before it what game i have no clue but that's what usually what happens is because i'll i'll get done with a really good game i'll start another one i'm not immediately getting the same feeling as the other game and then i'll like i'll stop that one i'm like eh, i'll play a different one gotcha and usually i'll end up playing one that like i know isn't like supposed to be really good you know i don't know it makes no sense i have no logic to my gameplay picking yeah i just play games (laughs) um but yeah can you think of any other uh symbiotic relationships aside from the the spider-man one uh so one of the one of the newer games that came out um, was the the new God of War, which is kind of an interesting case, just because of the fact that you know obviously uh, Kratos had all these games by himself, mm-hmm. um, but as soon as they added his his kid, I felt like like it it brought out something in Kratos that we never saw before. And, and he w- says boy a lot. Yeah. Well, it was way more narrative driven. And for us to really want to um, be on Kratos' side, it, I mean, it was really important for this this kid, the, the, the humanize Kratos a little bit, to really like rewrite his story. Um, I mean... I guess it was. It's like this weird thing where you reboot something, but at the same time you're not. So you yeah. have to like create additional depth in order to like integrate it at the previous properties. Like yeah, because if I feel like if they had made another just God of War, they made if they would have made God of War four or something like that, mm-hmm. then it would have been it would have just been another over the top game, and nobody would have developed like any kind of or you. It would be hard to develop a relationship with that kid. So in order to like right. In order to like facilitate that, they had to completely like say, you know what? Technically, this is a, like a soft reboot of the series, but at the same time, it's still the same guy. It's still the same thing. But the reason why we have to start over again, or the reason why we have to start from one again, you know, 
um, or even just tack on the God of War or whatever they have to, you know what I, I mean? I think they just it's said called God of War. It's just called God of War. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, it's it's that idea that in order to um, show that we are about to take a venture down another path, let's uh, let's start this over. And then let's make sure we put it up front and not, like, hide that Atreus is there. Like, that, the first thing, as soon as you, like, load into the game, you're playing and Atreus is there and you're talking to him mm. and you're going through it. Like, they wanted to make sure they didn't, like, front load anything else before that. They wanted you to get right into it and make sure you know this symbiotic relationship exists right now and it will exist throughout the whole game. Though something something interesting what they did was, you know, they, they presented uh, the boy as, even though he's obviously important to Kratos, but um, they almost made him feel like, I, I, nuisance is, is the wrong word, but I'm going to roll with that because it was the first one that came to my head. But mm-hmm. he felt like more of a nuisance. Uh, you didn't really understand what his role was initially. And as yeah, but you knew he depended on Kratos. You knew that he did. Right. And but you then, knew that Kratos had a, um, had a deep relationship with him already. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they start off with the whole father-son thing. And right. that was very much like, that. W- the front-loading they did was to make sure you knew that this was not going to be just some kid. It's his well, yeah, kid. Yeah. And we already know how passionate Kratos is about his family. And that's like, again, they front load that to make sure you know, okay, we got passionate Kratos and we got him with a kid, which means if anything happens to that kid, Kratos is going to be killing even more people. That being said, the stakes are already set. And I think that's kind of like how they did it. Well, I just think it's interesting that as... And also they couldn't make him the kid as strong as Kratos because otherwise it, it, it would like lessen his, his feelings towards the kid. Or, sorry, lessen the urgency for him to be there for the kid. Right. But so what I mean is like at first there, there didn't seem as much point to the kid because you're not really using him too much in the in the combat at the very beginning. You are, but it doesn't seem like it's having a, a big impact on... How well, how well you can defeat enemies, mm-hmm. and then later on, it, it feels like he's really integral to beating the other enemies, and so that's part of the story arc, though. Yeah, yeah, because he's learning. I mean, he could bear, he was like, but I, I think it, the story takes on the role as like the player too, mm-hmm. as we discover the importance of this character. So is Kratos at the same time. Is kind of what I was saying. Right. I mean, we talked about that before with uh, in the Amnesia podcast and how making a character forget all their abilities or starting a character from from scratch uh, gives the player a spot in the story and that they they get to learn things as the as the character learns things um right but yeah that's a good symbiotic relationship uh another one between the characters in the game and the player oh my gosh (laughs) anyways um (laughs) <laughs> I guess that's all video games technically because they need us and Not, we, we need them for entertainment. Yeah. And, well, some of them are really blatant. Like, yeah. like there's, they're like, they turn to you and they're like, hey, you, we need your help. Yeah. First person. Obi-Wan shooters. Kenobi. You're our only hope. Um, Until you're not. And then you're dead. But, you know, whatever. Did you ever, oh, I keep on forgetting that you never actually played The Last of Us. I didn't. I played the beginning of it. I never, never beat it. <laughs> apparently that's like one of the greatest games ever and i still haven't played it like to the fullest extent i started it and i think it was at a time where something else must just come out or something yeah. and i just like and then i dropped it um it's no, a I very good it. game but it's it's more like to me it's more about this 
this story? I think I played it when I um, a little a friend bought let me borrow it and I borrowed it for PS3 and I bought like the uh yeah and then eventually I bought the remastered edition on PS4 and I just never got around to it but the on PS3 I just had limited places uh places I could play it so I just didn't and then of course here we are <laughs> but yeah no I have it on PS4 I'll, oh you I'll, have I'll, it yeah I'll play it eventually. Oh. But you've seen you've seen the whole story, right? You've watched someone else play it, didn't you? Uh, I haven't seen the whole story, no. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I've been told. I've been told. How are you being a nerd? You play so many video games and you haven't played Last of Us. Your friends have such weird voices. All of my friends have those voices. <laughs> um, I should, like, tweak your voice to go... <laughs> the whole, the whole <laughs> podcast. Like a... Yeah. That'd be interesting. Do it. Uh, so Joel and Ellie, you know, they, you know, if you just had Joel by himself, it's just, it's just him. It's just a survival game. It's just him going through and surviving in this post-apocalyptic. Say that again. Not post-apocalyptic. He said post-apocalyptic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> surviving in a post-apocalyptic. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say that every time now. Um, world and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just end it with world. <laughs> and, you know, not so much the the gameplay. I can't remember now. It, it feels like not so much in the gameplay that she played a role, mm-hmm. but your your motivation, like the stakes seemed so much higher as soon as you added her in there. Because... Cause you start off with uh, you don't I mean you don't start with her you just start with oh man Tess talk about other things we're gonna talk about on this podcast but like turning something on its head like the you start off that game and then like you're doing stuff and you're like oh look it's his daughter right da, mm-hmm. da, da. and then all of a sudden boom not anymore and you're like oh shoot I'm pretty sure I saw on the cover he has he's with his do- oh that's not his oh yeah yeah and yeah then, I the first time I played it yeah same thing I had no clue and I was like oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, it was, a, it was a nice little twist. It was a nice little twist. So it, this is a. Uh, so I think I told you this before, but I like found the movie online and I had my wife watch it, and she was like, "Wow, this is really great." The Last of Us movie. Yeah, they, it's just someone did that basically. Oh, the string. Stuff like yeah, they made it, and then the, some of the gameplay they make it more make more logical sense and everything. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like this one. Without these two together, and and later on you actually play as Ellie, and and you're trying to get back, you know, trying to help Joel, and um, I mean, I got, I guess I got no nothing prolific. It's it's a it's along the same level of the God of War game. Well, you Ellie know. is more like Joel's like sanity, isn't it? Or like <sighs> anchor, if you will. And then yeah, in a way, you know, like well, it's and obviously she needs him to survive as well. I, so I mean, it should be pretty thing. obvious that. She, you know, Ellie take replaces uh, his daughter in a way. In a way, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that could, that's yeah. That's again. I, I really do want to watch or play that one day. But yeah, did you ever play the new Prince of, Prince of Persia game? Actually, did you ever play any of the other ones? I played Sands of Time. Oh, you played Sands of Time. Okay, but you never played the new one. There's a new one. Uh, well. I guess by I think it's a PS3 game. So by saying new is, is it the anime looking one? It is kind of anime looking. One? Yeah, cel shaded. Yeah. I think I started playing that and I never got into it. This was one. 
of the first games I think I played where you had an AI-controlled partner, and you know you play a lot of these these uh, these games with, with you know like I said with AI-controlled partner, and they kind of seem like they're just kind of getting in your way and they're kind of a nuisance. But this is one of the first yeah. one I played where they they seem like they. Th- they seem part of the world. They oh, that's the part trick, of, right? Yeah. Okay. They were part of your gameplay experiences. Actually, like the the F, it's been a long time since I played this one, uh, but the girl got like special abilities that let you like. I think she could like boost you up to a higher high and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, kind of reminds me of um, shoot, I can't remember her name. Uh, Comstock's daughter in um, Bioshock Infinite. Dude, I totally forgot bioshock infinite yeah that was that was like one of the best ai partners yeah ever created in a game like non-intrusive um always helping it literally the exact right time like mm-hmm. i'm running out of ammo and she goes hey here and you turn around and like you pick up like she throws something mm-hmm. uh, like a, uh like a magazine of ammo i remember oh booker yeah yeah booker booker yeah, yeah exactly and then like um and then like the rift shit she would open it would be like the ai would kind of know like when you needed them to be like open or you could trigger them um it was oh man great game uh, i suppose it makes it more of a but less of a symbiotic relationship and more of a, a mutually beneficial relationship but so i mean if you just had booker it's that makes the game just like all the other ones and well obviously you can't i don't remember her name what's her name again I don't remember either. That's why I, I said Comstock's either. daughter. That's all. Comstock's daughter. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't have it without... Well, I guess technically they did have you controlling them in the DLC, and it was like per- first person or... I can't remember. I mean, everything's always first person. I can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, you win. <laughs> um, But you wow. did go back to Rapture for that. So. Yeah. Which, uh, I remember my, my buddy was all disappointed with Infinite, and I... I it's been a while since the game's been out, so I guess spoilers are okay. But Infinite to him made uh, like the original the Rapture seemed insignificant, and he didn't really like that aspect. Um, I guess that's understandable. I don't agree with it completely, but it did make it like it did make it seem like uh, because Rapture is just another version of one of the many that it did seem like ah, this is it's less of like a pillar out of the out of the, the the bioshock realities yeah and more of just another just another one well the dlc try like i think i feel like people complain about that you know other than him and i think that's part of that dlc is trying to make they, rapture more important yeah i mean yeah although i still didn't understand its significance when uh after the dlc i don't know maybe i just didn't pay attention enough I think it was just trying to create more or less an origin for the for the enigma that was the multiple realities. Um, and again, it's like pretty much a story of ambition and uh, ambition with no limits or whatever. Anyways, creating things that they didn't want to create. Um, it sucks. It is what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, I never played less. Uh, the new Prince of Persia. So. I, I was going to bring up, uh, well, I mean, this one still, um, you know, is relevant, but I was going to bring up The Last Guardian, but then when I started thinking about it, uh, pretty much all of, I think his name is Ueda. The Team Ico team? Yeah, Team Ico guys, like pretty much all their games. I mean, Ico in general, I mean, it's a it's this... Him and the Princess. Him and the Princess, and then the second one, it's... it's Shadow Colossus is him and the horse. Him and the horse. 
<laughs> it is. It's him and the horse. Yeah. Um, it was kind of weird in a way, but I mean, everybody, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, and uh, and obviously in the Last Guardian, it is him and the Guardian, right. and uh, and it's it's like they kind of want. I mean, they already had that theme, but they, I mean, that was pretty much they had that theme, and then they wanted to make it the central theme is this. You know, they've already had these symbiotic relationships, but they wanted to make a central theme of the symbiotic relationship. Right. And uh, there's definitely... And and you can see it in the game where, you know, like your character, I don't know what, little boy, you know. Um, boy. <laughs> I mean, if something's happening to um, the last guardian creature, mm-hmm. like the desperation you feel to try to help it. And even though it's... I. AI based character when something's happening to you it's it's so satisfying when that creature saves you you know right. because you you feel like you can rely on it and you are this you know this unit um so <laughs> and then I kind of I was trying to think of um um some movies as well and one of the first ones I thought of was V for Vendetta where I thought it was interesting that Realistically, Natalie Portman is the main character, mm-hmm. uh, but then V mm-hmm. has this integral part to the story where it's almost like it's almost like he's he's like the guide, even though it, he's the guide. But then at the same time, she's kind of a pawn. Very much a pawn. Kinda. She doesn't make the change. He does. Yeah. She follows suit. But only because of like, like an innate like conviction brought about by his um, uh, charisma, I guess. It's, it's kind of, it's weird. Like it's, it's in its own way. It's empowering. The story is, but also it's very like diminishing of Natalie Portman's character because she doesn't. The only thing, like the power she gets, is not her own, or at least in in the. Well, I, I mean, she learns it. Yeah, but at but at the same time, it's still from that other person. So, so she's a guy. He's a guide. He guides her. He guides her. Guides her to her true potential. Essentially, I would go with manipulate, but okay. <laughs> That's probably fair. <laughs> but yeah, no, I guess we could say guide. I mean. I don't know. Everybody has a choice. Yeah. But yeah, on that note, let's take a break. Okay. And we're back from the break. Or are we? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had some others. I had, uh, I'm just going to kind of name them off. Uh, I had interview with Vampire, kind of Lestat, and Luis, Brad Pitt's character. Uh, I was gonna go with the Jackie Chan movies with uh, Owen Wilson and uh, and Chris Tucker's characters. Oh, Shanghai, Shanghai Noon, and Rush Hour. Uh, a really prevalent one was was Back to the Future. So if you never watched these movies, but I always thought it was interesting that. Uh, Did you say I've never watched Back to the Future. I thought you said you never had. I watched the first one. Oh, and maybe the second one. But they were all when I was like really young. Yeah. I just thought they were interesting movies just because of the fact that, like, Marty's the, the main character, but, uh, like, Doc has not limited screen time, but a lot less. 
but you know like but when you think of back to the future like it's possible to think of this movie as without these two characters you know and you right. and when you think back on it you don't really think about them being separate you think about them like being a unit the whole time so maybe they had a symbiotic relationship with our brains bum 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 no okay. isn't it supposed to go up bum 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 i don't know anyway no because it's a deadly revelation so i went down oh okay i went with K- i also went with cable guy which is interesting because jim carrey yeah jim carrey and matthew roderick although there's just a little bit like it was one-sided yeah it was very one-sided yeah uh and then i i said clay pigeons but i can't remember enough about clay pigeons then why did you say it i don't know i wrote it down i just liked it i just saw the movie i was looking on my shelf and i was like oh yeah i remember that movie but i don't really remember enough about it have I'm you seen clay pigeons no i'm gonna go with lame <laughs> well we kind of cut through it because we're, we're ready to move on to the next subject which is stories that are wildly different in the second half. And this actually, I feel like this technically could be... The podcast? The... Yeah, well, that's The too. podcast is wildly different in the second half. <laughs> oh, that's how I should have done it. Dang it. Oh, well, anyway. You um, suck at this. Yeah, well. Uh, well, this could be like the Quentin Tarantino section. Oh, so this is the second half, but it's at the first half because we don't believe in time. Yeah, chronology is for for lames. Well, according to Einstein, time does not exist. It is just relative to your current position. Motion. E equals mc squared. Um. Yeah. I I think I've said I think I've said that on that podcast like E equals mc squared, but I think I screwed it up. You sure did. (laughs) I did. You did. Wow. I corrected you, and I was like, "Mm, "You so sad." Um, Did you ever see... Okay, so have you ever seen From Dust Till Dawn? No. All right, so this one has Quentin Tarantino as one of the characters in the movie, but it also has that one dude with the gray hair. His first name is George, and it's Clooney. (laughs) Wow, that was... Wow. I think Anna Paquin's in this movie, too. It doesn't really matter. Well, it matters to her, but... It probably doesn't matter to her either, but okay. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, fair. Well, that's a good movie. Uh, so basically, so this movie starts off. Uh, it's just it's just falling around these, and I can't remember if they just broke out of prison or whatever. But uh, it's falling around these two, and I can't remember if they're. I think they're bank bank robbers, kind of on the run, and except for Quentin Tarantino's character is this complete psychopath that and but his brother is just so completely loyal to him and in the second half of the movie like so they end up kidnapping a family and they go down to mexico is this the one where they're like holed up in the bar fighting yeah like all these yeah and all of a sudden it's, type things uh, vampires okay yeah so i'm like like the first part of the movie you're it's it's this crime thriller escape thing and then all of a sudden oh now you're a zombie or zombie uh vampire movie oh is this uh robert rodriguez right no, uh that's quentin tarantino oh maybe it's them together yeah but robert rodriguez is, did he direct it that's a good question um let's see from dust till dawn directed by Robert Rodriguez. Okay. Yeah. I know which movie this is. Also, I kind of already knew whenever I was like, is this the second half of the things? But yeah. 
Um, you could almost say that the first half is Quentin Tarantino and the second Wow, the screenplay is actually written by Quentin Tarantino. But you can say that the first <laughs> half is Quentin it's, Tarantino. It's not co-writing or anything? Um, it doesn't look like it. I think he took full writer credit. But I'm pretty sure he co-wrote it with Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. I just blended their names together. Um, <laughs> well, it's kind of it's kind of the way he Quentin Tarantino rolls in a way. So let's go on to... Yeah, somebody else wrote the story. Quentin Tarantino wrote the screenplay. Oh, uh, okay. And oh. then Robert Rodriguez directed. So... It was. Oh, that's interesting. There's a lot of hands in, mm-hmm. in this, but either way, you could. De- oh, you could almost say the first uh, half hands is in that Quint- cookie jar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the first half is him, and the second half is Rob Rodriguez. Just because exp- that's what he does. He does like the. the You're right. It, stuff, it, yeah. if, well, that's kind of feel like yeah. And do you remember that one movie that they did, um, or the 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 double feature that they mm-hmm. did with uh, Death Proof mm-hmm. and the one legged chick, mm-hmm. the machine gun leg. Rose McGowan, I think it was. Yes, it is Rose McGowan. Oh my gosh, the death proof and I can't remember. Either way, that was a good one. Well, I actually added. Well, death proof is actually the next one. Oh, I freaking love. Okay, let me praise yeah, yeah. death proof as being like I think one, like one of like it's like so slept on in terms of like really good movies. It's um, it's two hours, which I don't realize is two hours until I watch it, and I'm like, holy crap, this is two hours. But otherwise, like after I watch it, I'm like, oh, this that was not two hours. Like it's just <laughs> that good. Um, like you know when you start it up and you see like the time step and you're like, oh, I got two hours to go. And then you like watching, you're watching, you're watching, and then it's over and you're like, hold on, did I just sit here for two hours? It's that kind of movie. Anyways, it's really good. But like, I think you can. Okay, I think. So how do you think? In my head, I had it as uh, completely wildly different in the second half, even though in a way they're really similar, but they're really similar, but the first half of the story is definitely a lot of character building. And then the second half of the story, like technically it builds up characters. And then, I mean, spoilers, uh, in the first half, it builds up characters and just kills them all. Mm -hmm. Um, or sorry, kills one of them. Oh no, never mind. Wow. I forgot. Yeah. Anyways, kills them all. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, except for the the main quote unquote villain, and then the second half, like it's like a jump cut to to them and uh, to the to the new party of women, and then it's like they don't even acknowledge that the previous events happened, right? And then that character from the first I mean, half, we know, right? But the um the character from the first half shows up, blah blah. blah. They show these slight interaction, which is like a movie thing. You want to make sure that like the audience knows that everybody exists in the same world if if you do time skips or if you're jumping around like that and so they they show that they exist in the same world they show that he likes them the same way he liked the other ones which kind of already like makes you draw the conclusion that they're about to be a conflict between the two mm-hmm. um and but then they just go bloop and they just they still skirt away from that story altogether and they're just like yeah. okay let's just tell the story about these stunt women and actresses and they're just doing their thing. They're doing their thing, and all of a sudden, it becomes like a, uh, like a car movie, uh, which uh, it just blew my mind. What was the movie that inspired them? I don't. Vanishing Point. Okay. Because um, they went and got the 1970 Dollar Challenger, or yeah, and I want one of those so badly. It's so nice. Um, and the thing is, I had watched Vanishing Point before this, so knowing that, um, knowing that this movie was like 
like the ending sequence and like the the fact that he was doing all the stunt work and stuff like that mm-hmm. was like inspired by that movie i was like oh sweet look so there's like two things i like and they melded into one anyway so the second half of the movie yeah once they once they actually like get into it it actually kind of flips it on its head like in terms of like the first half of the movie was about like just these ordinary people and um and then like ordinary situation that turns into an extraordinary one and they die right but then the second half they're seemingly ordinary but as they start to explain that these are stunt people and that these people are like they live life on the edge and they're adrenaline junkies and things like that oh a couple of them are right one of them more or less kind of towards the end of the movie like oh they're just like they're part of it right but um yeah they so they like they do that weird thing where uh they kind of flip uh they do like a party transition if you will like Anyways, so they give them more uh, more attitude, more power, if you will, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put the character from the first half into the second half and go, how would he fare against people with more power and more actual, like, uh, attitude, if you will, towards, you know. I mean, there was a part where, like, after, like, they were both, like, actually... I mean, I'm really just spoiling this movie, but there's like a part where she's like on the front of the car and like she's like, like she's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You're trying to kill me, right? And then as they, then they finally get away and he pull, they pull over and it gets off the car or she gets off the hood and she goes, we're gonna, we're gonna f this guy up, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. And then like the, com- then it's like a complete 180 and they're just like, then it's like vroom vroom vroom, and then suddenly he's the one that's actually on the run. He's the one who's scared and. He's the one who is getting his car messed up and everything. And I think, I mean, they flipped quite a few times. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the big one in my head was, okay. So the, so the victims in the mm-hmm. first half. Yeah. What were, what was their gender? Male. Just kidding. Female. They were female. In the second half, they were female as well. And I, I almost thought it was like, it was, he was, he was telling telling two tales of you know like women are seen as as weak and fragile and more likely to i don't know i don't know if this is correct but i was gonna say more likely to get in this situation in terms of the perception of well cinema at the time you know like there's all these uh uh, damsel in distress you know that was that, that's a lot of the women in in hollywood and then it's almost like this movie is about this progression like hey this is the new age you know these are these are women in power right i mean if you think about it it's like it's coming after his after his uh seminal hit kill bill um, well that's crazy that's the next one on my list but go ahead yeah it is um, that's why i was saying like this could almost be because he really does he okay go ahead he's he's pretty good at, he's pretty good at that but also he he like you can tell he likes to write strong female characters mm-hmm. um so there's that too but yeah no i i really like the the transition and even then though kind of the, the characters in the first half were strong female characters too it's just that they were they were less prone to uh to fighting back that's right all. Um, well, actually, you know what? Not that they were less prone to fighting back. They were not given the opportunity to fight back because they just died. Um, so there was that too. And I think, yeah, the second... That's a, that's a real buzz kill, the fighting back. Yeah. yeah you kind of can after that, <laughs> right? 
Um, but yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, technically, in from dusk till dawn, they probably could just come back, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then, yeah, which, which he might have pondered that for the second half of the movie, for being realistic about knows? Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> they come back as zombies and. <laughs> and <laughs> wow. Seriously, couldn't you see him doing that? I kind of can. Yeah. I don't want to, but I kind of can. <laughs> um, so, Kill Bill. Are we talking about volume one? Uh, so, I'm kind of counting this movie. So, he... Like, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere where he considered this one whole movie that was broken up. And... I would consider it the same. Yeah. And uh, so, my thought... Pri- I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. You know, the first the first movie has a lot more action it's way more action oriented Mm -hmm. uh there is some character development but it's very limited and the second movie is basically all about character development with a little bit of action thrown in there okay sorry i had the burp supposedly there's gonna be a a three yeah i keep on hearing that too but i don't know if it's i don't know if it's people like fans wishing it to be and well, I think it's fans wishing it to be because I highly doubt Quentin Tarantino is going to make his last, his quote unquote last movie be another Kill Bill movie. Well, I can't, I can't see that being his last movie either. Like, no matter what movie it is, I still don't think it's going to be his last movie. Like, I, th- I feel like still ten years down the road, he's like, okay, I'm back. I don't think so. I don't think he has a good relationship with Hollywood in general, and I think that for him. And again, I don't know his actual mindset, but I think it seems like one of those things where if I go out on top, if I, if I, I'm not a betting person, but pretty much like his thing is, I think if for him, it's like, if I bet on myself and I tell everybody to put all their money into this, this thing, cause it's going to be my last mm-hmm. and I go out on top, then I'll feel good about my career yeah. and then maybe I'll write later on or, or things like that, but I won't. I won't be directing. Right. Well, okay. He won't be. He'll make me make some screenwriting. He might get some. Maybe he'll do pl- video games. I highly do not want to play a video game written by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> as much as I actually until you like, play it and it's amazing. No. Um, <laughs> like as much as I actually really do like his work, I'm actually a big fan of his work. I do not think that I would want to play a game with as. I, I don't know. I would want to play a game written by him. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Is he does he does one thing good that is movies. And well, people can't do other things good. No, only one thing. You only get one thing to do good in life. You know that, dude. What about like, like Donald Glover and Justin Timberlake? These triple threats, but they're not triple threats. They're triplets. (laughs) Ah, you didn't know that. (laughs) They're triplets. Yeah, there's three. There's three. They all do one thing well. Well, who's the third one? Hmm? Who's the third one? They're they're all the same person, or they're all they're all they're all they're triplets. <laughs> There's triplets of Justin Timberlake and triplets of John yeah. Donald Glover. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And they all, <laughs> dude, come on, man. Keep up. Keep up. This I thought you were trying to say that there <laughs> there was there was Justin Timberlake, Donald Glover, and there was some other triplet out there. Oh, did you know? Or did you know? Do you do you, do you did you watch the movie The Prestige? I did. I I was thinking when I said the triplets thing, I was thinking about all the clones he makes whenever. <laughs> so I always get I always get the prestige and the illusionist illusionist mixed up. Why? Because the illusionist sucks. See, I don't I don't remember if it's sucking either. 
Is that okay? So I don't even know more. I don't remember what actors in what is the Illusionist. Is that the one with Paul Giamatti, Scarlett Johansson, and yes. Wolverine? No. So Wolverine's in the Prestige. Wolverine's in the Prestige. So Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. And um, Batman. Oh, freaking Christian Bale. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say Edward Norton. <laughs> he's in the. Oh, he's in Illusionist. That's yeah, right. Exactly. So the Illusionist, I don't remember it sucking. I just never watched it because I saw the Prestige already, and it looked exactly like the same movie, but it wasn't obviously. Um, no, it wasn't. It was it was pretty different. But you're right; it did look the same, which is kind of weird that it came it's out a, around the same it's time. A thing that, it's the thing that happens in Hollywood, though. Like sometimes it'll be like, okay, so the day after tomorrow comes out, mm-hmm. um, the big and then 2012, yeah, yep. But the thing is, they come out so close to each other. There's no way. They saw the other one and they decided to make theirs. Yeah, there were, there was two um, Steve Jobs movies, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. There, there was, was the, the Ashton Kutcher one. I did not see and that. And then there was the actual documentary, I think. I also did not see that. I didn't either. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I, I bet it was you, different, wildly different in the second half than the I'll first half. I'll tell you one thing. Apple, they are great at finessing their fans, giving them nothing, and making them cost a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is all that is my apple ramp and uh what do we got next uh, so this one's a little bit of a stretch but that's okay so i actually put i put gremlins one and two did yep. you see both of them on to the next one I've never <laughs> seen well okay nope i don't even want to talk about it it's so great I don't feed after midnight yep that's true don't get water on them either gizmo yeah um wow really Okay, <laughs> and uh and i didn't watch all the seasons of this but uh american horror story kind of did the same thing where they start off the season uh like it kind of felt like the like just as, the, as an example it kind of started off the season as you're watching nightmare on elm street and then all of a sudden it changes into the sixth sense towards the end um well every season had its own theme and right i think what and what they ended up doing is they structured every season as like a like technically like a movie mm-hmm. so you have the the build up the creation of the characters the creation of the environment and then you introduce the conflict you introduce uh, the um shoot not necessarily the plot you introduce the um i'll just say the conflict then yeah, yeah the thing that opposes them and then um in the last in the last act you make sure that you um have the it well in horror things you need to have that all of that conflict come to a head and well i always thought each season started off like legit really scary like this is like wow this is a super scary show and then as the season went on as they as the mystery unfolded it just felt more of a of a character-based show that makes sense too um i have not got a chance to watch those oh you haven't seen any of them Mm -mm. they're i hear about them a lot they're not yeah not every season is is built as, as strong as the other so but which actually makes it good for uh the fact that they are all separate each season is separate you know because you really don't like you know i've talked about supernatural and how like seasons yada 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 aren't as good i was just about to say supernatural yeah but you don't but you don't have to trudge through all those you know you can just say oh i've heard this season's good i'll watch this season oh i don't have to watch the other seasons perfect 
Interesting. Or you could just forego the whole show. What it? Remember when we talked about anthologies and stuff? What an, that's an advantage. Mm-hmm. That I don't think we mentioned. Oh, not having to watch everything. Mm-hmm. But doing it anyways, because out of a sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time to take a break. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch freaking Supernatural out of a sense of accomplishment. F that. <laughs> yeah, that's 15 seasons. Yeah, and on that note. Let's take a break. Okay. <laughs> so I just had the literal greatest stretch ever. <laughs> it, caused, it caused some destruction in order to, to relieve some tension, I guess. <laughs> That's the weird. best stretch ever. Anyways, we're back. We are, we are back. Uh, so this is actually this next subject is actually the original uh, subject of this podcast. And it what w- is that? Uh, utopia to dystopia, uh, where the bad guys win in in the story, and it mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. it was sponsored by Final Fantasy VI. Sponsored by? Yep. Like as in Square Enix retroactively sponsored us to talk about their game? No, Square Enix didn't sponsor us. Final Fantasy VI sponsored us. Oh, the characters involved in six. That works. It was Kafka. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's like, let's talk about my accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to go sit on my laurels. On your laurels? You're going to rest upon them? Um. So there's there's a lot of stories where like the, the bad guys win at some point, you know? Yeah. And, but it, it always seems like inconsequential. And then like the heroes go through like a montage of training and all of a sudden they figure out how to win. Of course. But then it, like it always just seems like the bad guys just, they just like wait around. It, I mean, that's, that's actually like a common trope though. Like the bad guys are always waiting around like <laughs> to get beaten. Like, and, like Kefka they, was. <laughs> yeah. And they like let people survive to beat them. Yeah. Well, at least, at least with Kefka, like, like there was a, legit devastation but sometimes like they'll win and it feels like like well all the civilians are like oh something happened i didn't know it yeah it's just like it's just the the heroes know it's it's like their defeat it's no one else's right yeah it's weird i never really understood that Mm -hmm. i don't think i really ever liked that either but but then sometimes it goes to the other direction where like yeah. there's just so much destruction and like it's like the only character left is the hero and you're like, why is he even fighting for? You yeah. know? <laughs> I mean, he's obviously fighting for the planet. It, but the, literally the planet is the only thing left. There's no other people. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Okay. Um, planet's so, a character too. What's that? The planet is a character too. Okay. It's like Unicron or something. <laughs> Transformers, more than meets the eye. Moving on. Uh, so one of the stories that <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I was like imagining Generation One where they have like the the little like the going to commercial and coming back from commercial where and then, yeah. Then the this nostalgia back. moment for you. Oh, God. Bringing it, us back, nostalgically bringing us back to our first podcast. Yeah. It, uh, it hit me right in the pancreas. It was what was our first podcast about nostalgia? I believe so. 
know. Who knows? It's been a long time. Yeah. It probably was not nearly as good as our new ones. Nah, it was probably better than the new <laughs> it ones. It was probably better. Well, we swore back then, so. And that makes it better? Yeah, because swearing builds camaraderie. Camaraderie? Camaraderie. Yep. Sounds about right. Uh, so one of them I put here and... Uh, and? Well, I put... Oh, I guess this works. Uh, I put Crisis Core. Did you ever play Crisis Core? I played the beginning of it, so okay. I didn't get to the part where it switches to a dystopia. Well, it doesn't really just switch to a dystopia. It's more so, I mean, it's not like this topic not wasn't necessarily utopia to dystopia. It was just more so the, the bad guys win in the end. Um, but this was kind of an interesting one because like the, the, the bad guys won, but then springing forth from that defeat, like the like the phoenix uh come forth comes forth cloud who is the real hero of the story but he's not necessarily a hero of that story of he's that story yeah he's the not the story yeah and so even though they did win in the end of that story technically that story is the beginning of another story so mm-hmm. technically this even bleeds over into the next topic and that they already won and you're trying to fix it yes so Anyways, that, so that one actually could have gone somewhere else. It could have gone everywhere, All and nowhere, <laughs> same time. Uh, another one that matched uh, Final Fantasy VI was uh, Dragon Quest XI. Haven't played it. I have. Did you like it? it? Yeah, it's really good. Did you praise it? I'm gonna praise it now. What console did you get it on? I got it for PS4. Okay. I'm not gonna get it for the Switch. That's ridiculous. Uh, you should, so I can play it on my Switch. You have a PS4? I know. But I want to play everything on the Switch now. <laughs> now <laughs> you, that I, you don't now, even have the Switch yet. Now that I uh, potentially own a Switch, <laughs> I want to play everything on the Switch. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Fun stuff. Anyways, um, I can think of one. No, I can't. Final Fantasy VI was it. I mean, so Dragon Dragon Quest really? <laughs> so Dragon Quest Eleven, it was pretty much just like Final Fantasy Six. Uh, you you get to this climactic moment where you're taking on the big bad, and yeah, you, you totally lose, and you pretty much it's pretty much a lot like Final Fantasy Six, where you you have to start all over again. You have to recruit all your party members ish. Yeah. Um. So kind of Xeno Gears did something similar, but not necessarily like made the bad guy win mm-hmm. but because there was no central quote-unquote bad guy in final fantasy or final fantasy well in xenogears mm-hmm. it was just that the, the well that's a utopia to dystopia for sure yeah well yeah the the higher power came to mm-hmm. came to dominance as it were as it were and right. then you pretty much your mission at the very end of that game is just to go to go kill god or sorry deus or whatever his name. deus ex I don't think it was this. Is it just Deus? I think it's this Deus. I don't remember. Well, because the Deus is a god. Mm -hmm. But that's all it was. It was just Deus. Yeah, no, I just, I don't remember if that's all they called it. I don't even know if they called it that. I'm pretty sure it was Deus. But a Deus Ex Machina would be a tool of the gods. Mm -hmm. Correct. So he would just be God. The Ex, it would be God of, which doesn't make any sense. (laughs) <laughs> or it could be of God. I don't know how how Latin translates that uh, way. 
I mean, so that was one part of that game that I didn't, I don't know. I just re- like when that happens, I just, I do have that feeling of what are they even like the circumstances are so dire that it, it gets to a point where I feel like, what are they even fighting for? They're just basically fighting for themselves because is anything reversible, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So Deus is actually referred to as God by some people in the character or in the, in the game, but not, it isn't necessarily God. Right. It is a godlike figure, um, or a godlike uh, entity, in that it is supposedly all powerful, but only because well, we give it the power to be. Yeah, that game, such. that game, that kind of does the same thing as Tron, where any type of creator is going to be a god. Well, I mean, yeah, but if you also, that. you can also look at Deus as being like a, an AI that we created, much like Tron, right. where we tell it to create and make things perfect, and it does. And in order to do it, it sees all of the imperfections and the things that it, that were created before, and this does not ha- compute. Yeah, we have to get rid of this because this isn't this isn't what you asked me to do. I have Danger to. Danger, Will Robinson. D- did you really just want you just want to quote every robot? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any more right now. What does Data say in Star Trek all the time? Data, I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyways, but yeah, that was that. Yeah. One of these days, we'll talk about Xenogears exclusively. And I almost I feel like we've said that in like 20 different podcasts. Probably as much as we've talked about Lost. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's uh, yeah, You just had to bring it up again. Um, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where I think it'll be like teased for a while, and then it'll be the highly anticipated episode when it does actually and finally it come sucks. out. sucks. Oh, no. I will like overproduce that episode. <laughs> it will be... With lasers. it'll be those lasers (laughs) the thing is when we do xenogears i will have played through the game like fully again Mm -hmm. um unlike six which i almost got through but i didn't i was like oh god darn it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you'll get there someday oh god darn it oh shoot i just went to oh there it goes oh darn it Oh, looks like Xenogears might... Uh, or did they already... They had a crossover with Brave Exvius? Hmm, what? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you can... I really don't remember. It doesn't matter. Anyways. Uh, so I actually put uh, Game of Thrones on this list, and I was kind of thinking, like... you talking about for Utopia? Did it, uh, no, no, just the bad guys win, winning and it having, like, an actual effect on a legitimate impact on the story and the characters and everything and you know that that was when game of thrones was really good is when both sides seem to have equal footing yeah but then you could also make the argument that after the the mad king that it was spoilers it's like one of the first episodes it's it, not the first episode. I know. You just said Mad King and... Oh. You just want to... Okay, anyways. You, one can make the... Actually, I was thinking of... The uh, argument that everything was dystopia after the Mad King because it's like all these nations oh, trying, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Be, trying to be the nation or trying to be the... Yeah, this one fits into... Uh, like one of the ne- our next categories is... Uh, we're not there yet, but one of our next categories is it, it's starting off where the bad guy won. But yeah, it, absolutely. Holy poop. Are you just, he's just blending them all together. Oh, my bad. I guess we could do that, but I'm not going to. Okay. Um, and another one I used was uh, Empire Strikes Back. 
And I was kind of thinking about that. And it's kind of the only one of all the Star Wars movies where the bad guy wins. Because they didn't take that chance in Last Jedi. Yeah. And then in, let's see, the, the Clone Wars. I mean, they really didn't, they didn't take that chance. I mean, to be honest, uh, the Clone Wars, the bad guys kind of won. No? Oh, no. Just in the last movie, bad mm-hmm. guys kind of won after they killed all the people. Spoilers. <laughs> um, I like how I say spoilers after I say something. It's great. Um, so, yeah. No well, forewarnings whatsoever. I mean, I, you know, I almost, I almost wish they stuck with that theme because it just, it, it really makes the ending have way more stakes, you know, because I don't know what the stakes of whatever the next one's called. What is it called? Right. Who doesn't like stakes? The last, the newest Jedi, the Lu- Luke Skywalker. The Rise of the Skywalker? Rise of the Skywalker. That's what it is. I can't wait for this to release. Like, So that way people can be up in arms and just be like, Oh, it's not my Star Wars. <laughs> Come on, man. We'll have this argument again. I know, and you're the person that's going to be like, It's not my Star Wars. I grew up with a different kind of Star Wars when Ryan Johnson ruined it in the last movie. <laughs> I never said it ruined the movies. I know, I just wanted to say it in that voice. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good voice though, right? I mean... It doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's what you interpreted as something good voice, then yes, that has sounded nothing like you. Um, No, I interpret that as it sounded really close to what you sound like. <laughs> okay. Oh! Pew, pew, pew! <laughs> wow. Because now we're just going to add a whole bunch of lasers in this... Uh, this podcast so the dark knight mm. i kept on um, talking about the bad guy winning yeah you know it kind of seemed like one whenever two face became two face right well i mean he was joker was pretty much winning all throughout this movie and that's why batman got so frustrated that he had to be more like a bat and use sonar yeah 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 it be like a bat in Houston or something. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, I have lots of conflict presented by this. <laughs> that, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of the Joker in general, though. Yeah. Where he just, uh, he seems like the unlikely one to win, but he seems to keep on winning. It's because he has nothing holding him back from winning. And that's mm-hmm. like the big thing with Batman is it's a, in order to make him the character that he is, he always has to have something that prevents him from doing what he would consider to be necessary in order to win. Why and can't Why can't I think of the line? Something about not going to be what the the city wants, but what it needs. Is that what he says? Deserves. Ah, okay. I'm not gonna be what the city deserves. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be what they need or something like that. <laughs> I'm Batman. Oh, I'm Batman. I don't know. This Sorry. is devolving. <laughs> I've been like just wanting to do that voice ever since I did the first time. But anyways, um, you said you don't. I know. I know. I want to do voices. It's just one. It's one voice. I have I have episode three. 
I know, sitting and it's waiting, not, and, and it's I've not started. I started writing episode four. Did you say you? I'm like halfway through it. I'm really like starting to, you know, bring these characters. They're fleshing them out, and they're becoming their own people. Sounds like you need to get a vocal coach. <laughs> Uh, I was going to talk about Infinity War, but we talked about Infinity War and Avengers and all that. So much. much. Yeah. All right. So. Ah, spoiler, dude. Whoops. Batman dies. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's take a break. Ooh, ooh. I got one more. For the bad guy winning. Yeah. Have you ever seen... The Mortal Kombat TV show. Like the YouTube one or? No, it was a live action one, but it wasn't YouTube. It was like on Saturday morning television or whatever. Like a cartoon one? No, I just said it wasn't a cartoon. Did it have people ripping hearts out of their chest? Not necessarily. There was a lot of combat. It was more along the lines of like a The original movie? No, a Xeno. If you don't let me talk. A Xeno warrior princess Hercules kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was one of those kinds of things. And it was good. But in like in the end, I don't know if it was just because I got canceled or they just like said, F it, I don't we don't want to do this anymore. Um the, the the like the final episode of the bad guy won. Shao Kahn won. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. He killed everybody. Well wait, like Luke Kang and all that? I think so. Oh. But pretty much he won. It was it was like what Well, I mean Shao Kahn did win nine tournaments in a row. And then if he won the 10th one, then he can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Maybe he won that one. I don't remember. Then it's been a fi- while since I've seen it. But then I he would have finally got that hot tub he wanted. Ooh. <laughs> with with the with the, with the the jets for massaging and whatnot. But that one's like just straight up the bad guy won. Yeah. And, but there's nothing else to the story. It's just like. Yeah, but it kind of turns the trope on its head. Anyways. Once again. <laughs> bad guys don't. That's kind of funny. Yeah. They're just like, well, we're going to get handled. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Screw it. You guys, you guys don't deserve any better. Bye. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it was canceled, so Mortal Kombat, the TV show, was dead. I don't know if it was canceled, though. Oh. It could have been that they just Well, said, I think it would be canceled. Maybe or, it was a dream sequence, or, and there's a whole other sequ- season. It could be. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't follow it any further than that. <laughs> Everyone was dead. Why would you? Exactly. As a kid, I was like, mm, well, that's done. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, what is Shao Kahn, or what's his name, Shao Kahn? He was just having a bad dream. <laughs> was he do? No, was oh, he's it? having a good dream. This then it goes on like the whole season about what he does afterwards, and like and he's, he's like, I don't know what to do now. So you know, he's like, he's like, I'm at, I, I've already done this job. I'm gonna get a new job. So oh no, he's like, what in a Business suit, like what interviewing. Is somebody comes up to a microphone. It's like, oh man, so you've won. What are you gonna do now? And he's like, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> there we go. You ever, you ever, what's the movie is that? It's Adam Sandler and one of the Wayne's brothers, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, on to the next subject. Stories that start with a bad guy already won. Yeah. And I, I did a little bit of a stretch on some of these. Um, okay. Okay. Pretty much all of them. Let's stretch. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, actually, I'll just start with uh, God of War because this is one... Where the, I mean, it's a it's a story about revenge. So obviously the, the first God of War, yeah, the very first God of War. Okay, uh, and this isn't much of a spoiler because it's the right first God beginning. of War. Yeah, okay. um, and was it Ares? Yeah, Ares has tricked Kratos, uh, 
into killing his own family and then you know his ashes are their ashes are bonded to his skin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think that's a pretty big win by the bad guy eh, yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a jerk move though it's a very jerk move but it's a it's who a does that the gods mm. and that's why he systematically murders them <laughs> that's a spoiler because they're all Really? <laughs> really? The whole premise of God of War is kill the gods. No mercy. Dude, are you the voice actor for Kratos? That's crazy. You said it just like him. Wow. Thank you. It's quite a compliment. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about uh, a lot of survival horror games, essentially. Start- <laughs> Dang it. I forgot to like pronounce it. Survival <laughs> horror. Survival horror games. Yay. <laughs> they mostly take place where the bad guy in some capacity is already won. For instance, Resident Evil. I mean, the mad scientist. Huh? I said he purchased services. That's how he won. Who did? Because it's a survival horror game. Because he purchased services. Because <laughs> I can't say horror. <laughs> yep. The horror. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in Resident Evil games, you already have the bad guys. I don't even know if they're... No, it's bad guys. It's Umbrella Corporation. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. Uh, they... I mean, they're trying to make a bioweapon. They succeed. They let it loose. And you're one of the lone survivors. And your job is to escape from this. But... You can think of like Gears of War like that. Yeah. Because Gears of War, the swarm is already hit, and you're mm-hmm. just kind of they technically one in that we're like fighting, like it's like a resistance type of thing, anyways. Right. Um. And then of course they change that quite a few times. Oh, I guess that's Star Wars too. Yeah, the Empire's already won. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um. I included Dead Space in there, but that one's kind of a weird one because I don't really feel like there's actual bad guys. They're just kind of there is a bad guy. It's kind of it's the form, the 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 form, the what do they call them? Isomorphs or something like that? Yeah, isomorph. Yeah, something like that. But, I mean, realistically, like, they're... It's almost like, um, you know, a lion needs to get a gazelle type thing. It almost feels like that's their purpose. Yeah. So, they're not trying to be jerks. They're just trying to do what they do. Eat. Eat. I guess. I don't even know if they eat them. I don't remember that either. Who, what does isomorph? No, they like convert them. They're like a virus. What is isomorph even from? I don't think that's from Dead Space. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I know you never played the Shadow Hearts games, but uh, they... So, there's Shadow Hearts 1 and 2, and there's two endings to the first one, and I don't think I've ever played a sequel game where they decided that the bad ending was going to be canon. Is that what they did in Shadow Hearts? Mm-hmm. Or the second one. Um, they've oh, shoot. There's another game that does that. Uh, keep on. Yeah, I'll figure this out. Uh, so well, there's there's Bioshock. You you, I mean, the place is called Rapture. Mm-hmm. You're starting in a dystopia. Um, ugh, I can't remember their names. The the two main bad guys of Bioshock. Comstock, Comstock, and f- Ford, huh? Ford? No, not Ford. Oh, Atlas. At- yeah, but Atlas is really. That doesn't matter. Anyway, so those guys are pretty much already won. They've they've already can been manip- manipulating everyone, and you're already in this dystopia. Uh, another one is uh, Tales of Backtracking. Basaria. Wow. 
<laughs> uh, this starts off, oh, I've talked about this one already. Uh, you know, it kind of starts off, it, it feels just like a regular Tales game. Then all of a sudden it turns it on its head and like, oh, the bad guys won. And it's, a, I mean, pretty much any tale of revenge is going to be one where the bad guys have already won. Oh, Kill Bill. Kill Bill's yeah. a tale of uh, where the bad guys have already won. And you have to crawl out of the your own grave and rise victorious. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Um, so With the isomorphs, one-inch punch. Isomorphs, wow. Is- yeah, yeah, I did that. Isomorphs are from Tron Legacy. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but isomorphs themselves, are, it's like an actual scientific definition of the word, but yeah. Right. What is isomorph in scientific terms? It's an organism that does not change in shape during growth. The implication is that its volume is proportional to its cubed length and its surface area to its squared length. This holds for any shape it might have. The actual shape determines the proportionately constants. Boy, I'll tell you, that is definitely not what they use it as in Tron. Well, they made it seem like... Well, in Tron, I think they... they I think they called them the ISOs. Yes, but I think initially they categorized them as isomorphs. Probably Mm. because they didn't have a baby form. They were just themselves. And they always were themselves. Mm. Okay, that works, actually. They were created in their original form. They didn't Mm -hmm. evolve to, to it. Okay, yeah. Well, when I, when, I mean, when I was thinking of it, um, it it always seemed like, well, because he didn't create that code, that the code created itself. <laughs> yeah, it created itself, and but that's it why didn't I always think it as babies. It just yeah, it just it created it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that works then. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the final section of this. Oh, what is the final section? Uh, it, this is this this is where stories where the main character wins, but they ultimately lose at the same time. You ever seen like they can't they can't win for losing kind of thing. Well, like, like, you know, they they have the 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 main bad guy cornered and everything, but then somebody delivers through FedEx some box with a bomb. With what? With a bomb. With a bum? A bomb. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bum in this box. They have they have bum delivery. Dude, this is my home. What? Why are you shipping me FedEx? <laughs> Uh, yep, there's a bomb in the box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a bomb. Um, well, the now I have out. no clue if anyone will get this reference. I would imagine. The one that you just made? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what the reference is. Do you? I don't. Really? No. They have them cornered in, in a desert, and then FedEx delivers a box, and you think that they've, they're they're good, they won, but then they, FedEx delivers a box, and then all of a sudden Morgan Freeman's like, oh, oh, the... And then somebody goes. Kevin Spacey has the upper hand. And somebody goes, "What's in the box?" Yes. What What's in the box? What's in the box? So what's in the box? <laughs> yeah, such a good movie. Anywho, um, Sky. Oh, Skyward Sword. Did you beat Skyward Sword? No. Okay. Do you care if I spoil it? Sure. Listening yeah. audience, do you care if I spoil it? <laughs> well that's too bad uh so in this story i mean it's not like the zelda stories are prolific or anything what uh, you take that back sir so in this prolific story about uh the legend of zelda thank you um at the end they they defeat the main bad guy but 
when he does when they do he's like oh well in my last power i'm gonna curse you guys and all your all your lineage lineage is gonna be they're all gonna wear green hats (laughs) and tunics they're gonna be uh hassled by people that look just like me yes all because he was like born as like the only male to the that like tribe of like all females or whatever so he's like seen as like this higher person and then you do know that's Ganon's like backstory, right? Oh, I didn't remember that part. Wow. Yeah, the 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 Gudo pseudo tribe whatever the they're called. I think you do a lot more like like you'll play games and I think you'll like go and read like what the developers had in mind. It's not just the developers, it's actual backstory in the game. No. Have you You beat, never played it? Have you beat Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Pretty sure like when you have to cross dress that whole that one part of the people of the tribe. I think that's part I don't of think the, those are his people. The ones with the pointy noses, right? Yeah, I don't think those are his people. Yeah. If you look at some of the original artwork for him, you can tell that that's, that's where he comes from. Like if you look at the artwork for Ganondorf and like his form, he looks closer to them. Well, they're not asexual. Yeah, but there's no males. Yeah. There were there were no males when because they use them, abuse them, and then they kick them out. I mean, it is what it is. They but kicked, he, but they, they actually saw him to the curb. And but the thing is, no, actually, the the his original story was that he was created, or he came I into being, and then he like they he was revered as a god because he was the only male, and then he was like to proliferate, blah 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 blah, proliferate their race. I it was like part of his holy missed that his stuff. Delia, yeah. I didn't really. I, apparently, I didn't really care about the story of that area. But then, like in his search for power, then he got the Triforce, but he couldn't all. He couldn't hold them all, and then it split off anyways. And then, yeah, then the fractured timelines and all that other crap. If you die at one time, and then that's one of the timelines. And this is all in Breath of the Wild. No, 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 no. Oh. no this is all in the. Oh, just the, the overall lore and all yeah. that. Okay. It's like wow, I don't remember any of this stuff. Yeah, I I watched like a whole a whole video on like explaining like the like the, the oh, extreme see, backstory. For as it. I said, you you kind of do a little bit more research. I do. Hmm. I do because I like to know these things. Yeah. Also, if you have a villain as as iconic as that, I want to know why. Why is he so icon- iconic? Exactly. I mean, why is Bowser so iconic? Bowser's iconic because he's just he's just always stealing the princess and and him and him and the, okay sorry. He's always making it seem like he's stealing the princess, but the princess and him have had a relationship. We've talked about this. We have talked about this. Mario's just the ex-boyfriend. They just won't let it go. <laughs> yeah, and, that's and right. And Bowser's like, bro, she's with me now. <laughs> she's with me. And then <laughs> she's with me, Mario. Um, and he and this whole fun. time they're with Luigi. She's with Luigi. Yeah, and she's just playing Bowser because Bowser got money, and so she's just trying to she's trying to take money off of Bowser. And then Luigi's over there just like sitting the cut. He's got he's making his money too, right? But he's not spending on anything because he doesn't have to go on these extravagant <laughs> adventures. And so she's like, "Wow, he's like legitimate rich." And he's just like he's very frugal, so he lives in like a, a kind of smaller place, but it's still nice. He's got the accoutrements and whatnot. <laughs> um, and so she, you know, she's with him, but then she's like, "Oh, Luigi, I gotta I gotta go gotta go get money." And then she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. or he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do what you gotta." Do. Too, right you know what i mean just as long as you come back home and then of course she goes get kidnapped mario rescues and they're like ah and she's like oh whatever i don't really care and then she's like she was like ah, i'm gonna go uh home and he's like okay cool i'll see you some other time and then she's like ah shoot i gotta get kidnapped again and then that's, that's kind of a cycle thing and then there's 
<laughs> there's Mama Mario and Luigi were like, Luigi never wanted to share, and then so his mom all the time, like, you need to share everything with Mario, and so uh, afterwards. No, 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 I don't, I don't like that. Okay. I don't like that ending. I did cut. I, yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to cut that. Done. <laughs> um, you ever played Castlevania Lord of Shadows? I love spoiling his mood. Is that the, the 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 full 3D Kojima? That's that's uh that's the Kojima Hideo Kojima Castlevania. I don't know. Well, he didn't. I, I actually I think I he think did he direct produ- him. I think he produced. Maybe it he's or produced it. He gave them inspiration for the direction to go in. I guess it was not good. It was unless I didn't get far okay. enough to make it good. But yeah, it was it was really hard. I remember it being really hard. Um, I didn't love it or anything. Uh, but essentially, you know, the, 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 the good guy wins, but at the same time, actually, I really don't understand. He becomes Dracula and I really understood how he be- became Dracula. Cause in video game logic. Well, I think they wanted to give him new powers for the second game. Yeah. Yeah. The second one was Lord of Shadows, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. What was the f- and the first one was just oh no the first one's... wait I really don't know actually um they're both Castlevania oh. <laughs> this is true I don't know it doesn't matter uh and another one would be uh Shadow of the Colossus actually we talked about earlier um it's more like a a world restoration type game mm-hmm yeah did you beat that one Shadow of the Colossus no I think I beat like the first two. Or maybe three Colossi. Okay, well, I won't spoil that one in case you ever play it again. Uh, one of these days, I will. I've been wanting to play this one game on PC called uh, Pray to the Gods or something Oh, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Oh, it's out now? It's in, like, early access, I think. Oh. It's pretty nifty, and I want to play it. Man, this whole moving thing has made me so behind on, like, what's releasing. I had no clue. What was it? Oh, the Chainsaw Lip Bob movie. I didn't know that release. I didn't even know Zombieland or yeah, Zombieland Two was out yet. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> um, have you ever seen American History X? Yes, curb stomp scene. Yeah, Oof, brutal. Yeah, that's pretty freaking crazy. But uh, I mean, it's a story about redemption. But then at the same time, well, I don't know if it's redemption. It's more so about pulling your head out <laughs> of your butt yep okay but then the the consequences of your of your previous bad choices you know and, and how it affects everyone around you and edward norton acting his butt off yeah oh yeah he did um he had no butt after that movie <laughs> Uh, I can just rush through some of these. Uh, Rogue One is kind of an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Crow, but yeah, never seen it. Yeah, I feel like that's one you'd like though. Maybe. Uh, the Departed. That was a good movie. Uh, is that really where the bad guys won? It's just, I mean, a crime pretty much thing. everyone dies. That's pretty much just it. No one really won, wins or loses. It's just kind of all happens. Oh yeah, but it's kind of typical of those types of movies, I guess, that because they're all kind of bad guys like mm-hmm. of course they were all gonna die because they all weren't no like, like they that's were how all, true films are hmm? that's how true films are where everybody just dies or everybody's sure. a bad guy yeah okay according to that dude but who's that dude 
Is it Scorsese? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's not even get into that. We'll skip that. <laughs> uh, have you seen Fallen with uh, Denzel? I have. A long time ago. I don't recall it uh, quite quite vividly as I'd want to. I do remember like that thing that they would do with like the, the camera where it looked like it... like. It did kind of the Evil Dead thing, where it was like always like, it was mm-hmm. like rushing through things or whatever. It's the camera on a on a board, well, and like they just it, run it through. It's a no. It's, it, well, because they, like, they did it like, like a, went up into the into the sky and then oh yeah, and then it kind of rushed yeah. down. Okay, yeah, because it was it was just like from the perspective of the spirit that's possessing right. people and whatnot. So, premise of this mo- of this movie is uh, there's this there's this demon that can possess people and but they have uh, to be like within a certain range. Yeah. A certain range. And they, whenever they, they will, they have to touch them yeah. unless they're in spirit form or demon spirit form. Right. And then like the whole premise at the end of the movie was f- like for him to kill the person that they were ho- like, it was hosting the demon or get them out of the person that was hosting the demon. Well, he but brought them out to the, in the middle of nowhere. It's the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then supposedly that would just give him nowhere to go. But somehow, I think, didn't he just end up going to like a, and, uh, I guess we're spoiling this too. Mm-hmm. Didn't he end up just going to a cat or something? Yeah, he went to a cat. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, so it, it was tricky too because the last person he's in, because uh, Denzel Washington, ah, man, well, I'm really spoiling this thing. So we've already spoiled it. Yeah. Uh, so at the end, he he uh, he wants, so Denzel lure, lures the demon into his own body mm-hmm. except for uh he smokes a poison cigarette mm-hmm. so he's like so he, he lures him in and then uh for some reason oh, i can't remember all the details but you know like you you think he won you know even though he he's he's killing himself but you think he won and then all of a sudden you know he skips in a cat that's kind of that was a very good movie it was a good movie i like the tension it was good that way. I did like it too, and John Goodman's in it, and I really like John Goodman too. Then John Goodman doesn't seem to fail. It's true, even in the Flintstones movie. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> I forgot he was in yeah. that. Yeah. Oh man. Featuring a one Halle Berry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was a movie that happened in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I put Inception on here, but I don't know why Nobody. I did at this point. Because there's no real bad guy. Well, I mean, well, there is no real. It's kind of a heist movie, really. Yeah, and the the whole winning but losing thing. It ha- the thing is we don't know, yeah. so they could have won, but maybe. then maybe they didn't. But doesn't matter because he's in a good place in his mind. Mm-hmm. So who knows? So ultimately, he won no matter what. True. So why did I put it on this it's list? It's up to the viewer because I don't really suck. know. I do suck. In this so instance. we get to the end of this podcast and we win, but we also lose at the same time. <laughs> that, maybe that's why I did it. See, I had this plotted out in my head. No, you didn't. As I hit delete, delete on Inception. Delete. Delete. <laughs> you have trouble with words. I see. Words are hard. We've established this season one. Mm-hmm. 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 We're in season two. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of episodes. Did you have more that you want to talk about? No, not really. Sweet. <sighs> Shoot. Um. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna get on a better role of releasing these episodes, but yeah. <laughs> uh. So 
next week, we are going to talk about interesting, and when I say, yes, quotation mark, interesting design decisions. And... Is this going to be video games, movies, and TV shows? This is going to be a video game-centric podcast, which I don't think we've done in a while. Yeah, we have not. We tend to spread across all the medias. Yeah. But that's cool. We can do that. That is cool. Farts. I really Um, got nothing for the end part of this. Yeah, that's fine. I'm Um, I'm excited for next week. Yeah, so... Me too. Um, Not really. I don't really care about this podcast anymore. <laughs> it sucks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> I'm such a good actor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, that's how I wanted the bad guy to sound. No, no, you didn't. My... Nope. Yep. Nope. 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 Not going to happen. I can give you the script. Nope. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time.